Welcome everybody to my daily wrestling podcast. This is Darren, aka Mr. Dorse Fists. I'm here to give you all the news, reviews, previews for Raw Smackdown, NXT, and all of the wrestling world right now. Like I said, I'm here daily, so without any further ado, let's get into it because today's show is going to be a good one. Hello, everybody. It's Darren, Mr. Dorse Fists. Um, bit of a random uh, thing as you can probably hear it's windy I'm out walking it's about three o'clock in the afternoon and it's wind and rain scheduled today so wind rain and sun is currently in the middle of it at the moment so if you hear you if you hear the odd wind I do apologize it's just the wind outside um, so yeah NXT last night in my opinion again a mixed bag I've just gone through listening to what culture what culture wrestlers review of the show Gotta be honest with you, as much as I love Michael Hamflat, the WWE NXT show, and Michael Sidgwick, the AEW show, <laughs> and uh, Adam Wilborn, the guy in the middle, um, none of, like, Adam Wilborn liked the show like, like I did, but Michael Hamflat and Sidgwick didn't like, like it much, they tore her apart. I think that's very unfair. I think the show was very good. It has ups and downs, booking-wise, and more they did, but it's been better than Rowan Smackdown has. Um, we'll kick straight into it then. Uh, we had Ridge Holland, Ridge Bloody Holland from Leeds against Johnny Gargano. Very good match. Halfway through the match, Johnny Gargano got spiked on his head in Ridge Holland's version of a spinning power slam. Gargano landed on his neck. If you want to go and check it out, it's quite nasty. I'm surprised he didn't break his neck. Um, if you go on the WWE YouTube page again, type in NXT Johnny Gargano versus Ridge Holland. Um, yeah, it was a very bad bump. It was taped last Wednesday. It was a second taping of from last Wednesday. But um, they edited the fact where everybody checked on him, the medics now. They just basically cut to him uh, halfway outside the ring and get him back up, selling his neck and giving Mitch Holland a super kick. But apparently they were attending for about five minutes. They stopped the show for about five, ten minutes. So, but obviously it was, it was taped, so they managed to avoid that. Um, but yeah, again, um, after that injury took place, the match kind of picked up a little bit more. Um, I thought it was a very good match. I thought Ridge Holland looked alright. You know, he's still maybe a little bit greenish. But, like I said, Cedric Campbell and Watt Culture's podcast for NXT slagged it off. I enjoyed it. I like as well. So it looked just was the show I have a specific thing about wrestling. Um, good match. Uh, Johnny Gargano uh, beat Ridge, Ridge Holland uh, with one final beat. He um, constantly distracted him. Uh, Gargano kicked the ropes, basically gave him like a mini low blow. Hits the jump in DDT from the outside and hits a one, two, three. Again, like I said, I enjoyed it. Gargano now joins um, Cameron Grimes. No, it's not. Cameron Grimes, shoot me to the moon, baby. Woo! That is, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, then we got uh, Damian Priest in it as well. Uh, we got the Thick Boy in it. We got Johnny Gargano in it. And later on site, that was Velveteen Dream. Finn Balor, we get to see, you know, who's going to be number five. I still think Bronson Reed is going to win it. I don't know why Mr. Thick Boy Bronson Reed. I think he's going to win it. I don't know why, but I think he's, he's just going to win that North American title. I think he deserves it. Dakota Kai fought uh, Jessie Kimana. She's an upcoming uh, young talent on NXT. I think she's one of the Retribution members because they have long black hair with purple streaks in it. That's what she does. That's, that's what she had in her hair. Uh, so I, I know for a fact she's one of them, but obviously I don't 
like I said, it's not to say she's going to be one of them when, when they reveal themselves, but she's just one of the stand-ins at the moment. Very good back and forth match. She, she gave us good as she got against Dakota Kai. Dakota Kai took a bit of a, a beating in this match. Only towards the end, Dakota Kai came back into it, hit her with, with that beautiful kick. Her, I, I noticed her and Ruby Riot share the same kind of finisher, but they, um, Dakota Kai is known for the kick, team kick days. So she hits like a bicycle kick to, to the head. One, two, three, makes it look dominant. She gets on the microphone, calls out Io Shirai. Uh, well, she didn't call out, she was slagging off. Io Shirai come out to Dakota Kai's shock as, as if she's not going to come out because she's fighting it in a few days' time. And um, they start scrapping towards the curtain, towards the back. Raquel Gonzalez came out. She just fucking boots Io Shirai straight in the fucking face. I mean, I was like, damn, that was a fucking boot to the face. I mean, I've seen a lot of big boots. I've, I've taken a few big boots, I've given a few big boots, but that big boot was fucking nasty. She fucking turned it inside out. She's back after a few weeks off TV. Dakota Kai's been saying she's going to do it on her own. Obviously not. It is a heel plot to get Raquel Gonzalez back in her corner. Um, they take it back to the ring. Io Shirai attacks Dakota Kai. Raquel Gonzalez comes back in, clotheslines her, and power bombs her. One-handed power bombs at Io Shirai, making her look dominant, making her look like a big badass. She reminds me of a, a China in a way, but slightly more smooth. Because China wasn't the best wrestler in the world, but China also wasn't the worst. But China sometimes, because she was so powerful, she looked a bit clunky sometimes. That's not, that's not her fault. But Ra- Raquel Gonzalez, is, she's taller, she thinks she's bigger. But she seems, a little, she seems a bit more smoother, so I don't like comparing people often, but if she's the second coming of China, or even halfway in the year as good as China was, I'll be happy with that. Good show. Io Shirai will probably win at TakeOver 30, get her heat back. And, uh, yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. So, yeah, that that basically ends the segment. Tegan Knox is interviewed backstage. Candice Ray slagged that off on Twitter or in, in the interview as well. I think it's really crap stolen, to be honest with you. Everybody turns on Tegan Knox. I, I, I love Steph. I, I, I love Steph. Um, Tegan Knox, Nick Nixon Newell from the Independent. She's well. She's from Blackwood. I've known Steph for a, a little while when I used to work for Drag Dragon Pro Wrestling and I had a few words with her and, uh, and Attack Wrestling as well, sorry. And... Um, yeah, she's a lovely girl, but storyline-wise, everybody seems to turn on her. Dakota Kai, Mia Yim, to a, a small extent, Candice LeRae. She's, her feels are crap, I'm sorry. Like, she's a good worker, but her feels they book her in the crap. Her Candice LeRae feel will end up just like the Dakota Kai feud. Like, the build is good, but the matches don't seem... They're okay, but they never give you 10 out of 10. Either way, that's Tegan's fault with her knee. But I don't know. I, like I said, I'm not really into this feud, but I have to be because I like her. So And I know she is, so she's all right. She said she's going to get her own back in Canada. She's going to talk to her first to try and sort it out because life's too short. Finn Balor promo returns, say he's going to beat Velveteen Dream because they should have fought about three months ago. Um, Balor got taken out, apparently, but he didn't. We didn't hear back from our storyline. I reckon he had coronavirus next to take for two weeks because that's where he was. Um, Brizango and Isaiah Scott versus Ligo Del Fantasma. I enjoyed this. I didn't think this... I thought... They always say uh, in wrestling terms, I've expected a gentleman's two and a half or three. That means stars. Your average match always gets about two and a half to three stars. I've expected to be two and a half, three stars. To be honest with you, without going over the top, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the convolution. I enjoyed the back and forth action. I enjoyed the double team work. I enjoyed uh, Isaiah Swift Scott's fake tag to Tyler Breeze and making him not be able to, to, to pin... Um, Paolo Escobar 
you know, who's the leader of Eldel Phantasma. Um, and yeah, I, you know, I was like, really good match. I thought, I'm going to give it three and a half. I know it's only half a star more than a gentleman's three, but I enjoyed it. I, was, I expected less, but it gave me more, and I enjoyed it. Um, Mendoza and Whacking Wild, they are the guys who with Escobar, they call themselves Phantasma. I got confused last week. Phantasma was Paolo Escobar. That was his name, Phantasma, in Mexico. But then his stable is called El Legado del Fantasma. So again, I got mixed up. But it's Legado del Fantasma is the group which consists of Rocking Wild, Raul Mendoza, and Paolo Escobar, who used to be called Fantasma. It's a bit confusing if you're not used to the product. But yeah, um, Raul Mendoza and Jacking Wild, they weren't really used on NXT before. They got kidnapped in the car park, then they they joined Fantasma, who also wore a mask. And yeah. Joaquin Wilder is from Impact. They see he signed up over a year and a half ago. Good talent. I always said if they could sign anybody from Impact, it should have been him and a few, a few others. So I'm glad they're using him right now. Like I said, good back and forth match. Um, there was a spot in the match where Paolo Escobar and um, Isaiah Swerve Scott were fighting. Isaiah Swerve Scott hit his finisher, bounced off the ropes like a, um, what do they call it? A fallen angel like Kenny Omega does. You chuck him above your shoulders. You throw him in front of you like a short sit-out power, uh, front power bomb. Um, he pinned him, the referee said, no, you can't pin him, he, uh, Tyler Breeze is the legal man, because, Fanta- uh, oh, here we go, see these names, Escobar pushed his eyes to squat into Tyler Breeze, um, he, Tyler Breeze jumped to the outside, he got knocked off the apron, but that means he was a legal man, because apparently the ref said that was a taxi, he made contact with him, Tyler Breeze came in, cleaned the ring, um, he got thrown back outside the ring, um, Escobar gave his finisher to Scott, one, two, three. So I'm guessing Scott may beat Fantas- uh, the Phantasma group, or, sorry, uh, oh fuck, I keep forgetting the name, Escobar. Damn it, I do apologise. they got so many different names, uh, Escobar. So I think he's going to be the new Cruiserweight champion, we wait and see. I think it's going to be a very good match, to be honest with you. Then they said they added Bertrand Lo- Loken, De- uh, El Ligo Den Fantasma, Raul M- M- Mendoza and Joaquin Wild as a tag team. And Brizango in a triple threat tag team match for number contendership who's going to fight Imperium. Now, I'm assuming it's going to be next week on NXT. I, I don't know if they're going to add any more matches to the NXT TakeOver Card 30 on Saturday. I don't think so, because that's what this three-way match is going to be. is going to be on the pre-show. So, I'm going to say Phantasma, the tag team winner, because I think Escobar will lose his Cruiserweight title, but at least they'll have the ta- you know, a shot at the tag team titles. Brizango can't fight... Um, you know, Imperium, because they're going to lose. Oh, Logan and Birch never get taken seriously. They, they get the odd title shot. They do give good matches, but they, they never, you know, get pushed much. Do you know what I mean? So I think Phantasma will win that. They're attacking the match for number contention to fight Imperium. Like I said, possibly on next week's NXT. Um, then we see Pat McAfee arriving in his fucking car with three American former American football players, because the undisputed era is Adam Cole. And three other guys as well. So, you know, Bob, Bobby Fish, uh, Bobby Strong as well. So, you know, it's just one of those things, isn't it? You know, four gigs four. They probably have a match soon down, down the line. Four gigs four. I don't fucking know. I hate it when outsiders kick come in. And this Pat Mark and McAfee thing, I thought when it started, it was a bit, uh, what he did to Adam Cole, kicked him in the air, was good. But this promo took me away. Back after the break, Pat Mark and McAfee comes, um, is backstage. Adam Cole and the Undisputed Era come out. Adam Cole calls out Pat McAfee. He comes through the backstage, like, 
back door. He comes in and he cuts one hell of a promo on Adam Cole. He says, you're going to, me and you cut a promo in this ring now, or you going to have your boys around with, with, with you? So the both groups left the ring. Pat McAfee basically told Adam Cole, um, he, he just runs him down. He runs him, he runs Adam Cole down, complaining a ton. Um, you know, Adam Cole said Pat McAfee wasn't special. Um, and then, you know, Adam Cole was the longest reigning NXT champion of all time, over 400 and something days. Pat McAfee said, yeah, you, you're the, the best champion and long, longest and, and, and um, undefeated champion. But it took me last week, I, I didn't even belong in this wrestling world, but it took me one minute to, to knock you out. I was like, wow, that's true. Pat McAfee just run, run him down, call him crap, call him complainer, he called the Undisputed Era his, his, his jockeys, you know, they do everything for him. Um, yeah, he just fucking, it was really good. It was really fucking good. It was really good fucking promo. He put him down. Cole came back, didn't get on the mic, he just spoke. Um, you know, you know, he's... Basically, he said, he's, Pat McAfee said, I'm, I'm going to punt you on, on, on Saturday, he dropped the mic. Cole did walk forward to me, talk to him, but the officials stepped between them. Adam Cole just took out all the all the security and the officials. Cole did Pat let his boys in the ring, but they don't. Cole gets in Pat's face and says he will make Pat his bitch. That's it. No other fluff. It was great. It was straight to the point. I enjoyed it. Pretty good. If, if you want to, uh, my words can't always do it justice. Go on to Dovey's YouTube. Look at NXT. Look at this promo. Considering he's a guy he's, who's good with his mouth, but he's not a wrestler. Fucking awesome promo. I enjoyed it. Then you had Alaya and Mercedes Martinez who were part of the Robert Stone band with Robert Stone versus Rhea Ripley and Shotty Blackheart. I liked this match. I liked this. It wasn't the best, but it, again, it was it was better than I thought it would be, and that's what I like. Always prove me wrong, WWE or AEW. Always prove me wrong. Uh, basically, back and forth match. It's, it's one of their matches where not a lot happened until the end. Um, Rhea Ripley dominated Alaya. Alaya got a tag into Mercedes. Mercedes uh, started attacking Rhea Ripley, then she got the advantage, then she tagged in Shotty Blackheart, who got taken out for a bit. Shotty Blackheart was on the receiving end of a 2 on one attack between Alaya and Mercedes. Basically then, towards the end, Maria, um, Rhea Ripley got the hot tag. Um, to the outside, Mercedes Martinez. She basically picks up Mercedes Martinez, she power bombs her onto the concrete. Now, I think it was a mat there because it was taped, and they moved the mat, but it made it look like she power bombed her on, on, onto the outside where the crowd normally is. So um, Mercedes Martinez was out. She was like out, out like, like a light. In the ring, Shotty Blackheart took out a, a liar. She went at the top rope, diving sent on, one, two, three. You win a Shotty Blackheart, Rhea Ripley. Pretty good match. Love the power bomb the outside. Love the sent on onto a liar from Blackheart to, to pin her, one, two, three. Really, really, really enjoyed it. Now, this is the best thing they've done. They Before they went to a break, they showed this. They said, oh, up next, a, a video compilation of Keith Lee and Karrion Cross's feud up until now for NXT TakeOver 30. It was good they didn't have them both on the show. I like that. A video package does sometimes does better than a promo does. They didn't need anything else after that fireball in Keith's face last week. But all of a sudden, comes back from the break, Frantic by Metallica, the only one of two good, good songs on the St. Anger album, that and St. Anger. And um, yeah, it was front tick 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 tock, and it started off with all the great American Bash singing like girl choir singing because he Keith Lee won both titles at uh, American Bash at the beginning of July, and it was good. And then he went straight into front tick 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 tock. Carrying Cross's uh, tagline is tick tock, 
So it went in well. They've done it with the music. Fantastic video. Four minutes. Brilliant fucking promo. They should do more of these to set up foods because this really got me in. This got me into that match. That match needed something for me to get me absorbed. Now I'm definitely in. That Metallica Frantic song with Keith Lee and Callie and Cross. Fantastic promo. Video package. Loved it to bits. Brilliant. Best thing I've seen for a long, long time. Video package wise. And Dadoe, that's the uh, best thing. They do good video packages. They're very good with stuff like that. I wish they'd do one more. Then we had Finn Balor versus Velveteen Dream for the last remaining spot in the five ladder United uh, North American Championship at NST Takeover 30. They will join Bronson Reed, Damian Priest, Cameron Grabs, and Johnny Gargano. Gargano's in it to even out the experience because the other three guys are quite inexperienced in a ladder match. Damian Priest's been in the business for a while, but NXT wise, WWE wise, he has been in many ladder ladder matches. So this one I thought Finn Balor has to win this because Velveteen Dream is in the bad books from them accusations from a few months ago. They found no evidence. Triple said yesterday on a on an interview. They got they, they haven't found no evidence whatsoever. I think, well, where did all the pictures come from then? And everything like that. And, and that's Velveteen Dream got a look alike. I don't know. I'm on the fence with this one, but I don't think Velveteen Dream is innocent, to be honest with you. It's too many people to come forward and voice notes and pictures and videos. So I don't know. If, if he's done what he's done, he can kick us my ass. He's a fucking paedophile, if, if that's the case. I'm not into it. But if WWE say that they, they can't find anything, fine. Because after the accusations came out in June, they did get rid of a few people as well. So did AEW. So they must have found something on them. They can't find anything on Velveteen Dream. Or are they scared he's going to join AEW or they're going to lose him? Who knows? Anyway, but nice match. Um, kind of what I was expecting. Uh, Bala took more of a beating than I thought he would. Veldin Dream playing the full heel now, so I'm assuming he's full heel. Because when he came in, he was heel. Then he got quite popular, he was face. And now he's back heel again. I think being heel suits him, especially with the allegations now. I think it gives more reason for people to uh, boo him and hate him. So uh, that's pretty damn cool. I like that. Um, well, that's it. Uh, yeah, good back, 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 up for match. Now, when they showed the ladder, two ladders, uh, with, they, they all show, by the way, when they had the North American title hanging uh, above the two ladders, uh, right by the ring, I thought, oh, this ain't gonna, you know, don't don't tell me that these ain't gonna, uh, they ain't gonna incorporate the ladder in this match. Considering, you know, they, Finn Balor is like a tweener, and, you know, Dream's a heel. Halfway through the match, back of what I said, really nice, nice, nice action. Um, Camry Grams comes out, stands on the ladder, says to the guy, look, don't worry about me, I'm just here for this title, you know, I'm just trying to promote the match on Sunday. Finn Balor gets... Um, takes more notice of him. Dreadly Dream takes, takes advantage. And then the match goes back and forth. Bronson Reed comes out. No, Johnny Gargano comes out. You know, he, he's like, oh, hang on now. You know, what are you doing? Cameron Grimes gets taken out by Velveteen Dream and Finn, and Finn Balor. Then Johnny Gargano picks up the belt. Uh, he's like, I want it. Then Bronson Reed comes out. He takes out Gargano and I think Dream. And then, of course, Damien Priest shows up behind um, Bronson Reed. Choke slams him, they fight. Um, it's a few back, everybody hits the finishers on each other. Yeah, I, I, I lost control of, of this match, I lost control of what the fuck was going on here. Um, everybody takes each other out basically, but during the kerfuffle, Finn Balor gets taken out by Cameron Grimes, I think it is, and then uh, the Dream picks him up. Dream Valley driver, top rope elbow, pins him, one, two, three, and um, basically, Dream wins it, but then Bronson Reed takes out. Uh, Velveteen Dream, he's the one left holding the title at the end of the show. 
So yeah, very good match. Like I said, guys, I can only give a brief explanation of the matches because I'll be out all, all night. If you want to watch them, like I said, go on WWE's YouTube channel, go on NXT, watch the clips. They are very good limited clips. They, they didn't last forever. They last about three, four minutes. So they give you a gist of what happened. Um, again, so Bronson Reed holding the US, uh, United States title. I'm going to call it North American title. The, the NXT version of the IC title, basically, above his head. Does that mean he's, he's going to win winning now at um, TakeOver 30? I don't know. Normally, the person holding the belt never wins it. The person with the most momentum at the end of the show, before uh, a pay-per-view, never really wins it. Um, I don't think Organo should win it. He's had it. Dream has had it. Um, Priest, Bronson Reed, Cameron Grimes. Wouldn't mind any of them three having it, but because considering the, the thick boy, Bronson Reed was the last guy holding the belt, Cameron Grimes or Damian Priest, I think, is going to win it. Maybe Grimes. I'm 90% I'm certain Grimes and 10% on Priest. Yeah, so that's it. So, yeah, you've you, you got your five-man ladder match announced. Velveteen Dream, Johnny Gargano, Bronson Reed, Cameron Grimes, and Damian Priest. Five-man ladder match, NXT TakeOver 30. I'm looking forward to Karrion Cross and Keith Lee now with our Metallica Music Park package. I'm looking forward to Io Shirai and Dakota Kai. I'm looking forward to um, Adam Cole and Pat McAfee. I think that's going to be a better match than most people think, even though I was dreading it, first of all. And you've got the triple threat tag team match as well on the pre-show. So, yeah, it looks good. They may add another random match to it. It wouldn't surprise me if they did, or maybe a promo or something like that. Um, if they added, they add it on the night when the show's on. They won't advertise it because that's what NXT does. That's what Triple H does. But yeah, I like really enjoyed it. I enjoyed NXT. Strism, uh, Johnny Gargano was lucky not to break his neck. I felt one or two things a bit, mm. but apart from that, I enjoyed the show. I'm going to give it seven and a half out of ten. I really enjoyed it. It got me hyped for NXT to go over thirty this Saturday. I'll be doing a preview. Sorry, I'm doing a review for NXT TakeOver on Sunday morning. Uh, or sorry, Sunday afternoon sometime when I, when I actually get up. And uh, yeah, I'll be doing the re the review for SmackDown on Saturday morning. So I hope all you guys enjoy NXT. If you're going to go ahead and watch it or just watch the clips. Or if you're just going to stick by my word and not watch it and just listen to what I have to say about it. That's fantastic. Again, thank you all for your support. I love you all. Um, like I said, in the near future, I'll be recording at home probably. So everything should, should, should be cool then. So at the end of the day, guys, take care of each other and yourselves. I said that wrong. Take care of yourselves and each other. You, you only live once. Life's, life's too short. Let's, you know, let's just be, be, be nicer to people. It's easier to be nice than to be a dick. So let, let's all just get on and take care of each other. Take care, guys. Bye-bye for now.